Welcome to Showcase Chicago Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Reyes, a Chicagoland realtor with ARE Partners. And in this podcast, we delve into the heart of all things Chicago, real estate, and life as we engage in authentic conversations about some of the most significant decisions we make. On today's episode, I'm about to share a deeply personal and transformative story with all of you on my journey of shedding a whopping 170 pounds. It's a story I've never openly discussed before, but I believe it's time to break the silence. On January 11, 2021, I made a decision that changed my life, and I underwent gastric bypass surgery. Today, I'll be joined by special guest, my personal bariatric surgeon, Dr. Rami Lutfi, a world-renowned bariatric surgeon based in Chicago who has earned the reputation for excellence in the field. Together, We'll explore my experience and delve into the emotional and physical aspects of my weight loss journey. Dr. Lutfi's accomplishments are truly remarkable. He has performed thousands of successful bariatric procedures and is widely regarded as an expert in the field of metabolic and bariatric surgery. Not only has he written extensively for leading medical journals, but he has also trained surgeons worldwide on the latest innovative technologies. Dr. Lutfi's patient-centric approach emphasizes the importance of addressing the diverse needs of individuals struggling with weight issues. He believes that successful weight loss involves a comprehensive program that includes surgery, diet, exercise, and behavioral changes. With the support of his dedicated team, consisting of nurses, a dietitian, and a psychologist, Dr. Lutfi aims to help patients achieve their optimal outcomes. It is an honor to have you on Showcase Chicago Podcast today, Dr. Ron Lutfi, and I am looking forward to this conversation. Welcome. Thank you, my friend. Again, I really appreciate you being on this. I'm excited to have my surgeon be in this, in this room with me and share this experience, but we're just going to dive right in. Um, I've struggled with my weight my entire life. Um, you know, at one point I did lose about 90 pounds, uh, probably 15 years ago, and um, I had gained it all back and then some. And so about three years ago, I would say at this point, I had found myself in 352 pounds. Um, I had prediabetes, sleep apnea, high blood pressure. My resting heart rate was 95 to 100. And I was just in just a really like devastated place in my life. And I was like, I need to, something needs to change, you know, um, certainly with my weight and my health overall. And so I went to a family barbecue and someone actually randomly shared with me that they had the gastric sleeve. And so it, um, you know, it planted the seed and I was like, well, I never really considered this, but I, um, I really think it's time to look into it. So I kind of went in this really mad search. This was October uh, 10th of twenty twenty. 2020. And, um, I went on this really mad search about looking into this. I joined support groups. I joined, I started researching all the local surgeons in Chicago and, um, it just felt like this was an opportunity to really change my life. And, and I will preface it by saying it is, it is not a guarantee. It is a tool. Um, and I think that, um, my journey really was a testament to like, there's a physical transformation, but my emotional transformation was something I was really uh, important to me. But I, um, I did the work and I, I had the surgery. And since then we've, you know, we've healed the high blood pressure, the sleep apnea. My resting heart rate is now 55 to 60. 
Um, I, yeah, I work out, uh, three to five days a week. I do weight training and cardio. My entire life has changed. Um, one thing I will say about my journey was about six months after the surgery, I started, uh, therapy. And for me, that was a part of the piece that I was like, I was going through this physical transformation, but, um, it was the emotional stuff that was still kind of in the back there of like my tr- past traumas that was really adding to the weight gain and the emotional eating. And so with the surgery, um, I've lost all this weight. And then with the mental health, like I really started to work on the, the traumas that really, I think contributed to my weight gains all my life. And so hand in hand with therapy and the surgery, um, here I am today, a hundred and I will, uh, my lowest was 182 and I'm about 192 and 93 now with the weight training. Um, and that's my story, uh, to kind of summarize it. And, um, you know, Dr. Luffy, again, thank you for being here. Can you tell me about your team and your story? And- um, thank you for, uh, for being here, uh, mostly. And thank you for involving me. My part was very, very little. <laughs> um, uh, uh, what you asked is very important about my team because just, uh, as, as complex as obesity is, uh, is weight loss and the journey, like you said. And um, uh, the reason we always talk about the team, because surgery is just a small part. Uh, I'm the surgeon, basically, Rami Lutfi. Uh, but our institute, the Chicago Institute of Advanced Surgery, has just so many different people who hopefully uh, were there in um, playing different roles in Michael's long and complex pre- and post-op journey that is still in the infancy because much more to come in, in your life. Uh, we have dietitians, like you said, nurses, psychologists, because the surgeon is often busy in the operating room. And uh, uh, even if the surgery is not that busy, the needs of our patients are very diverse and uh, not all of them can be um, addressed well uh, by the surgeon who's really not very well trained to respond to these emotional needs. But more more important, um, uh, Michael, uh, your story actually is great to educate others because here is a active real estate agent, mm-hmm. uh, successful one, I hear, that is. Uh, well, thank you. It's been a great 10 years. I just reached my 10-year anniversary in my business. Oh, here we go. <laughs> so the stigma of those... Uh, uh, Patient, the stigma we put upon those uh, patients that are just, oh, all they need, eat less and exercise more. And a lot of this actually comes from doctors, uneducated doctors, mm. primary care, family practitioners. A lot of our patients come and we don't see a referral. And we say, where's your referral? Say, I don't have one because my doctor for the last 10 years uh, is telling me eat less and exercise more. Until now, I'm using a walker because of my weight. So, your story really is great because you, you, real estate, you actually walk. You walk into houses, you walk stairs, all uh, your active work, uh, the one that is not behind the desk when you're planning things with the customers, it is, uh, involves walking and, and uh, the 10,000 steps on watches. That's why I don't. I don't wear it because it just doesn't work. Well, I definitely can do it better now because I'm so physically fit. (laughs) And like the confidence in my business has elevated me for sure. There's so many factors, but yes. So surgery comes to break 
that cycle. Uh, and, and one thing that I may not agree with you, uh, we can disagree here, right? Of course, uh, I, I hope so. That's uh, always makes for great conversation. <laughs> you're, bl- you're blaming too much your story and the trauma and, and all the stuff that happened in your life. Trauma and psychological stress, stress definitely lead us to eat more. That is 100%. Okay. Yet, we have to understand and we have to tell our patients that obesity is a disease, is is mostly metabolic disease. In fact, our society name, I just came back from our national meeting a few years, a few hours ago, just arrived uh, late at night. Uh, uh, we changed our society from American Society of Bariatric Surgery to American Society of Metabolic and Bariatric Surgery. Mm. We added that M because our patients need to understand while trauma, depression, marriage, divorce, up and down in life, do for sure play a role in our behavior, and Mm -hmm. behavior is a big component. Yet, we know that hunger and satiety are related to certain genes, just like cancer. If you smoke, you're going to increase your chance of lung cancer. Mm -hmm. But so many non-smokers get lung cancer because of genetics. This is, of course, to some extent similar, but uh, uh, the problem that you had, Michael, when I met you briefly before surgery is you are doing everything you can. Mm-hmm. You are doing everything you can and you fail to lose or most important Ooh, I hate to maintain. The word fail. Let's not use the word fail. Okay. So, so, <laughs> Let's go with I struggle to, to succeed. To, okay. So you, you, you struggle to maintain mm-hmm. to maintain that weight loss because of things that you cannot control. I feel that. I definitely think that there's a huge factor about my, 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 my family and the bloodline and the genetics. I definitely think I read a lot of studies on that as well. And I, I definitely think that there's a truth in that for sure. So I'm glad, happy to disagree and agree. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that said, this is what I agree with you yeah. is that, it, and, and this is something that we don't do well as surgeons. And thank you for bringing that up. Not only after surgery, uh, you, you know, people should do what you did. Actually, even before surgery, I tell a lot of my patients mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. patients don't like it because when they come, they want to have surgery because, like you said, they see it as a failure, which is the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. And they just want solution. I tell them, why don't you start by cleaning a little bit that the back of your brain yeah. with all body image, blame, stigma, bullying yes. as a kid. So I, I, I cannot... Uh, uh, agree more with you Absolutely. Uh, about about therapy discussion even before surgery. I agree. I absolutely agree. They did do uh, a psych evaluation and we did have those sessions before right. surgery. That's a part of getting becoming a bariatric patient is you have to go through a psych evaluation. And I thankfully, you know, was approved of that and I got some preliminary uh, psych work and um, definitely taking it to the next level a year later helped a lot. Now, uh, tell me, and uh, aside from all the podcasts, I never asked you that question. Um, with all the research and all the education you got yourself and all the hard work and exercise, what would you say uh, the number one reason you think you have been that successful? Number one reason. I really wanted it. I think I definitely really, really wanted it. Um, that's why I've been so successful. And I would, I felt like I would not do something this significant and not go all the way. Right. And, and really regain my health. 
right? So I think that's probably number one. Okay. Yeah. Um, and certainly the surgery, you know, it definitely it accelerated that, right? And that's one of the benefits of it. And then, you know, kind of get to the honeymoon phase of the surgery and then you kind of stabilize, I guess. But, you know, I'm still the rest of you're always going to be working towards a healthy lifestyle and maintaining health. Um, but I, I really want this. I really want to have a full, healthy, vibrant life. And so I'm continuing to work this tool as much as I can to live that life. So with that, on the other side, what is the one thing that holds you back? And if every day I'm sure you wake up ready to go to war against obesity, even though you don't have it today, but, but your body wants to go back, as you know. Absolutely. So what is the one thing that you struggle with the most? <laughs> right now, uh, in this moment, I think my biggest challenge is that I'm kind of becoming uh, a gym person and I'm weight training. And my biggest struggle in this moment is knowing that my body actually needs more nutrition and more protein and more uh, even carbs, which, you know, carbs aren't bad, but they aren't, um, they aren't something that I want to partake in a lot of. And it's choosing the right carbs, right? So, but my body's really reacting to the, the weight training and the workouts. And so my biggest struggle right now is, is that making sure I'm actually eating enough to offset the weight training and the workouts. And, that, and that's a that's a great point because uh, we all need when we lose drastic amount of weight professional help. And uh, I love how, how you said carbs are not bad. Carbs are not bad. <laughs> It's the first source of energy. And if you come to me, and I've been doing this for a while, and I've done a lot of surgeries, I'm not that smart with these things, you know. And you need a dietitian. You know, you have to have a team of experts. And Michael now, pretty much, you, you know you know it all, you know your body. But uh, uh, people struggle out there. They, they think, I'm going to eat less. They starve themselves, and they see no weight loss because the metabolism needs a lot of fuel. Yeah. That car needs fuel, but it's just what kind of fuel, how much of it. So so that's a, that's a great, great point. Uh, with that said, uh, how do you see, when you look at the mirror, a lot of people talk a lot about that. When you look at the mirror, how do you see yourself? Do you have any body image issue? I would say is it body dysmorphia is the, is the proper term. Um, uh, there is no question that I still struggle with body dysmorphia. And, and oftentimes I look in the mirror and I still see the 352-pound person. Um, and it's certainly something that, you know, I spent, I'm, I'm 30, I just turned 39. And um, I look good for my age, but... <laughs> I mean, 39 years of, you know, being obese and, and being in that body, uh, I think I'm still struggled with that and, and processing it. I mean, there's certainly also moments in the mirror that I'm like, wow, look at those muscles. Who are you? Who did you become? And who are you becoming? Right. Um, but there's still most times where I feel like, oh God, the skin, there's a skin issue. Right. And, um, you know, it's just dealing with those things, but, working with affirmations and, right. and really looking at myself and, and giving myself grace and love. Right. That's one of the biggest things that I will say is even with therapy that has taught me, it's like, I, as you can see, I like to work really hard and make things happen. But um, I think one of the biggest things I got from therapy has also been, you've got to give yourself grace. You have to be nice to yourself. And my self-talk was so harsh and so you know critical, right? Even now, when I look in the mirror, I shouldn't be telling myself, you look terrible. I should be saying, wow, look how much weight you've lost and look how strong you've become. And your resting heart rate, by the way, is now 55 to 60. And like all of my, all of my comorbidities, all of my health issues, sleep apnea, blood pressure, all that's gone you know and those are the things i should be focusing on okay yeah 
what is um, what, what what are you how do you relate this weight loss to an active job like real estate I know in the past we've talked about your struggle um, before I remember uh, and here in this interview a few minutes ago uh-huh. you talked about how you struggled doing your job do you feel now people take you more seriously or you feel people do, never judge you uh, that's actually that could open up a whole conversation but professionally yeah professionally of course but mm-hmm. even in the world right i think that i am saddened that there was a uh, reaction to my obesity when i was a heavier person the world reacted to me differently right and there there is certainly a difference when elkins through i've always had this personality i've always had this you know bubbly energy and people are drawn to me but now with the physical transformation i definitely feel there's more people drawn to me and then to answer the question about my professional right like it's giving me the confidence and the strength to i've always had the voice but now it's no longer like weighing me down because of the weight like i can just physically feel good look good and really speak my truth in a much more elevated way um and so it's completely changed and i knew actually this is i should probably add this that one of the deciding factors for me to get gastric bypass surgery was to make sure or to elevate my business because i knew that i wasn't showing up in my in my life and in my profession as my best self and i wasn't comfortable and i wasn't confident and so i one of the biggest factor or the factors of getting the surgery was to know that once i had this transformation i was going to empower myself even more to to help my clients and to support people as well as support myself right. um there are data a lot of data um from social studies on obesity talking about a uh, lower admission rate to college uh mm-hmm. lower yearly income mm-hmm. uh good jobs mm-hmm. uh, even you look i i go to give a lot of talks and recently a uh, in the last 10 years or so uh those who ran for election mm-hmm. there was someone who's pretty overweight had bariatric surgery by my my friend uh in another state and you look at the website Uh, regardless of political uh, yes, uh, of uh, direction uh, it, you see it's it's and, I, and I've put that on many slides as I go around the country uh, these are mean talking how can someone uh, who cannot lose weight who is so fat so dumb those words that are the only the only uh, uh, accepted form of bullying and condescending speech today we have in America is against obesity. Mm-hmm. How can someone like this uh, 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 rule a country when cannot take control of their own body? And uh, and it's just terrible when, I, when we go and talk about businesses, how they see someone, whether it's a real estate, a secretary who's overweight, and how we don't believe as a society that still that obesity is a disease, but rather is a uh uh choice yes yes i mean that's such a profound thing to say i mean i really think um you know that we have to continue to combat that stigma because it truly is a disease like i did everything i could to to try and be healthy like i said i had lost 90 pounds previously and i gained a plaque and then some right it, it's i needed more help 
I needed something else that was going to elevate it. And and whether it was genetics or my family line, like everybody in my family grew up, you know, we are a Hispanic family Mm -hmm. and we, we were cooking and grew up with heavy fat foods and like all these things. Right. So genetically and the generations that led into that weight and I couldn't, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it on my own. You know, I mean, I shouldn't say I couldn't, I tried multiple times and I probably could have, but for me, this was the right decision for me. Right. Right. And I'm not to say that this is the right decision for everybody. Right. I'm not good going out there and saying everyone should get gastric bypass surgery. That's not my, my stance. Right. I think it's like, if there are things out there that you think you need for your life. And for me, it was gastric bypass surgery to help elevate my life. I'm I, it's a tool and I'm so grateful that I got it. That. And and there are many tools, uh, diet, exercise, medications. All the part of it, right? Absolutely. <laughs> there are plenty of medications. Every uh, It's all over the news. There's endoscopy. Now we can go through the mouth and suture the stomach and all the way to surgery. And, and obesity is a chronic disease. Exactly. And, and, and I say non-arrogantly, of course, surgery is today the only way to help those with extreme obesity. Uh, in fact, one some good news you probably never uh, haven't heard about this. We just passed a few months ago uh, here in the U.S. and also at the International Federation for Surgery for Obesity, changing the guidelines because the guidelines we have now for the indication that your insurance company goes by is body mass index, which is basically yes. our weight for our height, body mass index uh, of 35 to 40 if you have diabetes or high blood pressure or above 40. So now... We just passed that, uh, uh, going down body mass index 30 to 35 with comorbidity or over 35 without anything because of the incredible amount of data that we have that surgery is safe and effective and it mm-hmm. saves life. Basically, we have data, uh, these are peer-reviewed data that show that if you are severely obese um, and have surgery, the chances of you as an individual being alive at 15 or so, depending on paper, years from the time is increased by many folds. Because while the day of surgery, you're safer at home, Mm -hmm. every day after, there's less chance of a heart attack, less chance of renal failure, less chance of stroke. But surgery itself has risks. And the reason I put that intro, because I don't want this to be a marketing video for us, at our institute or for surgery in general, because this man here did not have a, the easiest course after surgery. Surgery can have complication. <laughs> so, uh, Michael, with all the good things, tell us uh, uh, the 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 difficulty, the obstacles you hit. Uh, yeah, I'm glad that you asked that. Um, you know, uh, again, like. I, don't, I wish I had done the surgery sooner, even knowing I had these experiences. So I will start by saying I had two complications. Uh, the first was, I would say, a minor one. I had an ulcer that developed just after surgery. And um, we treated that, and that went away very quickly. I just had another endoscopy, and that's all clear and, and looks fantastic. Um, however, um, about a year and a half, two years, I want to say, after surgery, I had a um, an intestinal rotation or a, what would you call it? What's the, the proper term for it? Internal Um, hernia. Internal hernia. And so it's a Peterson gap where my intestines kind of 
went into the space in there. You're more technical, so you can give the answer. For me, it was my my stomach was turned inside out, and there was knots in there, and I I was um um I was had a really bad stomach pain. I couldn't stand up straight, and I said, I'm just tired. I'll just stay in bed, and I stayed in bed for most of the day to try and feel better. And it um turned out to be that I rushed to the hospital, and my stomach was in knots, and you guys had to get me to emergency surgery. Which I will say about that, um I. Came to the hospital, Ona Masonic is where I had my surgery. And I was in here maybe an hour and a half. And when they did the CT scan and saw that my intestines were rotated and knotted up, you and your team was in in the emergency room. Mind you, this is probably nine o'clock at night or eight o'clock at night. Him as entire staff, all of your students, all of your your you I guess they're not called students, but we're all there to take care of me. And I was uh, in the operating table in less than three hours from getting into the emergency room to uh, ultimately untie or unknot this hernia inside of me. And um, it was all done laparoscopically as well. Uh, it was certainly scary, you know. Yeah, it was something that um, I guess what to my understanding was that I lost so much weight and you can't control where your weight is lost and so the mesentery um got really thinned out and so that opened up a bigger gap for the intestines to go through and that's ultimately how the knot happens um again you can use the proper terminology um but yeah and so i had to get that laparoscopically uh straightened out and um and i was fine you know six weeks of not working out which was the hardest part for me um i I had to go back to not working out for six weeks and i gotta tell you that was the biggest challenge which i will add to that is a testament to how i'm changing my life right it wasn't just the surgery it's like don't take away my workouts and uh, they're a part of what what fuels me now they're a part of my meditation they're a part of my mental health um is to work out so to the point, um, missing my workouts for six weeks sucked and having a complication like that was scary. Um, however, I still got my health. I still have this. And so that was one of the complications. That- yeah, no, that's great. Uh, and, and I wanted to remind people, I, I don't like to do this marketing video. And certainly this is not that. And I know how important for you to come out talking about that personal experience. Because yeah. I understand usually this about uh, work and internal hernia. Uh, basically, you 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 explained very well the the after any abdominal surgery there could be scar tissue adhesions, or or movement of of intestine and with the very good thing of all that uh, fat inside the abdomen, not the fat under the skin, yeah, getting lost. There'll be more room for movement and basically the the intestine rotates. It doesn't nod. There are other things that there will be nods, but this particular one rotates just because the fat shrunk and now there's more room for the intestine. And yeah. one day it go like this and instead of going like this, it goes like this and then rotate. Ah. And uh, basically that's called internal hernia. And it happens after any intestinal surgery, not only bariatric surgery, but it's more common with bariatric surgery for the reason you very elegantly stated. The fat shrinks, there's more room. And that's, that's uh, also the importance of having a team because uh, he's giving me too much credit. Uh, uh, you know, Michael called my team. It goes from the person who answers the phone to, to the nurse, to me very efficiently, very quickly. Me calling the hospital. The hospital is great. And they know that our patients take priority because they could get very sick. And the, the OR was ready and uh, uh, we, we, we dealt with it. Um, and, I want to say you had like 15 people in this room, I, at yeah. least for my memory. Like, are those all of your students yeah, we, we, or what is uh, it? <laughs> Well, we, we, we have earned very good reputation for training. Okay. Uh, uh, so I have, uh, uh, we have, uh, 
some medical students, we have residents, basically medical students who graduate, they're doctors uh, already, but they're trying to be surgeons. And here at our institute, we are actually uh, accredited fellowship for bariatric surgery. So we have, we have board certified surgeons who come either from Chicago or mostly from elsewhere and spend a year with us uh, to be uh, accredited and certified to do bariatric surgery. Wow. So it's, uh, it's, it's nice to see. I like my effect to go beyond my operating room. At, well, uh, absolutely. Outside. Especially as someone as busy as he is, you need to have those those people that you train right. and like you can rely on and feel confident in. And like, right. I felt nothing but supported in this experience, and I appreciated it. Thank you. <laughs> as scary as it was, it was a, it was good that we got fixed and we moved on. Any regrets? <sighs> I feel like the cliche answer that I've used all the time is, "I wish I'd had it sooner." Okay, but I think that. Um, any regrets? I mean, that's the that's the only answer I think to think of. I do wish I could. I wish I had it sooner, you know. But I also believe I'm a very firm believer that everything happens at its right time right. and its right moments, and there's no room for 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 past regrets or wish I had done something different. What happened in the past was the past. What I'm where I'm at now is here and in this moment. And um, I feel good. I feel healthy. I feel empowered. My business is thriving for it. Um, and uh, yeah, and I, you know, anything I can share in my personal journey with anyone that needs some advice, they can reach out. <clears throat> Not only for health, for real estate too. Well, well, let's I always start with the real estate. <laughs> But yes, if you have a question about uh, your my you know my gastro bypass experience, by all means reach out. What if I can support you with your real estate needs? Please call, text, or email. No. <laughs> well, I tell you, if you're as good with real estate as you being a patient, so this guy here came. He, he knew much more than me about who goes where in Chicago uh, with surgery, what's going on. Mm-hmm. You've done incredible research, you know. Uh, and uh, and and it's funny sometimes for younger surgeons yeah. who are still a little hesitant, they get a patient like you who know a lot. It's intimidating. But I will say you are one of these people with so much knowledge, yet so much humility that is uh, just uh, just is being great. The respect, the 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 voice of you when you you have a great voice, by the way. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if you get uh, that when you when you try to sell. Sell a, sell a house, yeah. but it's very commanding voice. And I do believe that uh, it's been for me a pleasure and definitely an honor. Every time we touch someone, I always say to people who are still hesitating, do I go for surgery uh, or, or medicine? And of course, surgery has a price. You lose a lot of good things in life to, with your commitment. I always say to, to them, though, no one can get anywhere closer to a human being than someone being inside someone abdomen. And so it's such an honor and privilege uh, for someone to trust me to go inside their belly and, and change their real anatomy. No, I mean, I appreciate it. I mean, you're, I definitely felt like I was in good hands. I felt like I can trust you. And I, uh, yeah, it's something significant, but I appreciate the journey. And that's actually a great segue to be like, what got you into this? Like, why are you a gastric bi- or bariatric surgeon? Yeah. Like, tell me about that. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm a, I'm a John surgeon. And, um, so I, I went into, it's fine. I don't have personal story with surgery or obesity. A lot of people talk about their parents there. For me, I went to, uh, in medical school, I, I went, um, overseas, a, um, in a country called Syria, in Damascus, Syria, 
and studied all in Arabic. It was very hard to come here. But uh, in my country, there are no college. So after high school, depending on your grades, if you score really, really, really high, you can get into medical school. But everyone in my family was a pharmacist, everyone. And uh, we had a very good business. I'm supposed to be a pharmacist. We imported medication from Europe and all good. But then I went to the operating room on the uh, 11th grade. It's 12th grade uh, in, in my country. Okay. And um, I walked to the operating room with my dad's friend to watch knee replacement. And I felt, this is it. I don't want to do anything else in my life. Wow. I want to be a surgeon, not even a doctor, a surgeon. And I went and told my parents, I don't want to be a pharmacist. was a very big deal because, yeah. uh, uh, you know, it's me and my sister. And... Uh, yeah, I, I just wanted to be a surgeon. I felt surgeon, surgeons changed the world by changing human life. Wow. And I was uh, went to medical school, came to U.S., and uh, uh, I, I just I loved working on obesity. And uh, uh, even though, I, like I said, I don't have a story. Most uh, successful bariatric surgeons have a story. I really don't. But I, but I felt at, at very early age that it sucks for people with obesity. It really sucks. And... Uh, and it's it's hard to live with it. Mm-hmm. And I'm uh, I'm a crazy guy. I like to always challenge things. <laughs> and I said, you know what? I am going to get into this field and help people. And uh, that's where we are. And you made I mean a significant impact in Chicago. But I'm sure you've been you know nationally now. You're doing all your speaking and teaching engagements. And like yeah, it's it's amazing what you're doing. And I appreciate everything you've done for me. And your team has truly been amazing. Like if they, I will also add that you guys do support groups that um that really helped me as well. Those Zoom calls uh, as part of this journey. It's like you're not in it alone. You you need to rely on your people that have experienced it or are right. experiencing it. And the support groups are a huge help to get to that. Um, and your team was definitely uh, your nutritionist everyone was such a great yeah. uh, support so i really appreciate it no yeah. thank you thank you it's a it's a service uh it's just a service but it's a sophisticated one and uh, uh it's so good to see you and uh it, i'm glad you said no more for the struggle yeah, it's a hard decision to yeah. decide to have an operation. It's a big one, you know. You don't go under the knife and like, yeah, it's a big decision, but it definitely felt like the right one. And um, yeah, and you guys were amazing. And also, I'll say it just genuine. Like everyone in here is so genuine and personable, and that's for me something I look for in, in any interaction I have in my life, in my business, in my career, anything. I'm looking for really authentic, honest, hardworking, good people, and you guys are all that. And, oh, wow. and really thank took you. great care of me. So thank, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So as we end this, yeah, uh, this is not rehearsed, by the way. Oh no, this is all candid. This is <laughs> uh, what what I always, you know, we we people interview me and always ask uh, if you have an advice, not just one advice, just an advice to those who are home struggling. And this is not about recommending us at no, all. No, this yeah. is genuine uh, advice. Struggling saying, you know, I don't want this. I watch on TV, all these things. What, what would you advise someone who's struggling with obesity for so many years? Oh, I love that question. Um, I think the number one thing, um, you have to ask for help and you have to be vulnerable. I think that we we uh, we shut down and we don't ask, we don't share, we don't have conversations with other people. So reach out to someone, whether they've been to this experience or whatever they're doing. Ask for help, share your experience, be vulnerable. People want to be there for each other, you know. And if you're just sitting at home by yourself, struggling with your own struggles by yourself, that's never going to get you anywhere. You know what I mean? And there's and we just collaborate with other people talking things over with other people just sharing honestly it um 
it moves you from where you are, from being stuck, right? And it gives you the tools and the information to put you into a better place. So just reach out to someone yeah. and ask for help. I think, yeah. uh, you know, I'm very passionate about, about this. And uh, you, you always speak very, very well. And uh, it's so good to see you so confident now. Thank you. I, well, I definitely, I feel like a different person. I oh, yeah. yeah. You are a different person. I am. I am, You're right? Healthy. Yeah, I'm healthy. It's not, yeah. it, you know, and people say, I have the same heart. I say, no, you, you don't even have the same heart because your heart is better now. <laughs> Absolutely. Have to, have thinner, right? Because it's yeah, probably how yeah. fat around and all that. Yeah. 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 So, no, I definitely feel like, yeah, it's, um, it's transformation for sure. And my goal in life is always to be authentic and honest and like show up and make yourself and also do good work. You know what I mean? So we all take care of each other. Yeah. This is awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. This is great. Thank Appreciate you. it. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Showcase Chicago Podcast. If I can support you with your real estate needs, you can search Showcase Chicago or Michael Reyes on all social media platforms or go to www.showcase-chicago.com. Until next time, continue to live your best life. I'm Michael Reyes with ARE Partners. Thanks for listening.